0: This final essay, Essay 9, which has three subjects in it. The first subject, directly flowing from the previous one, is prayer. And the Rebbe speaks very emotionally about what he, the congregations are not praying properly. This one's schmoozing, talking, this one's facing out, this one's rushing, this one's mumbling, the not is supposed to pray. This is a congregation, this is a quorum. Everyone's supposed to be together. Everyone is supposed to be in unison, word by word, praying. Audible prayer. And whoever says the main issue here, either that's causing the damage or let's say that would rectify the situation, is the reader. And the problem is, who's the reader? Whoever wants to be, no one wants to be, whoever's pushed to be. Whoever says, no, this is a very important position. This person is responsible for prayers to be appropriate. And that's incredibly important. So we have to, the congregation has to get together and has to select who is the most fitting candidate who doesn't mean to be a fitting candidate, someone who prays properly, who prays word by word at a moderate pace, out loud, not overly long, which of course we would like people to be overly long, but not for leading the services, and not racing. And however many people you have, divide them, give them their day, this is their obligation to lead the prayers, and who should be part of this quorum? Everyone who's going to pray audibly, who's not going to whisper, who's not going to rush, who's going to pray properly. And the brother says this is a, regulation for the community. And there was a tremendous pain here. He did something, this is the only time in the whole Tanya. Tanya is written in biblical Hebrew, Lashon HaKodesh, the holy tongue. Here he inserts two words in Yiddish, expressing his such emotion, givald, givald, which means like agony, concern. Whoa, what is going on? How long will this be an obstacle for us? How long will we be burdened by praying with our proper intent? And we see so many troubles are befalling the Jewish people. And don't we get it? We need to pray properly. We need this eternal life. That's the first section. The second section is a different injunction from the Revenant, right. injunction which is followed until today, that the community should divide among themselves with Talmud over the course of the year through communal efforts, all the people participating, the entire Talmud should be finished on annual basis. And this is still the today in the Chabad communities all over the world. Additionally, the Rebbe says, and this is not as much longer today, every single person who's part of the participation once a week should say the Psalm 119, which is quite long, and that this Psalm should be linked to the fact that they're participating in the learning of the Talmud, from which the previous Lubavitcher, the Rebbe Ayat, says that we see here that the study of Talmud is complete only when it's accompanied by the recitation of Psalm. And in order to recite Psalms properly, you need to study Talmud. The Rebbe comments that for some reason we don't see so many people being careful about this. And the Rebbe says some people have the custom, and his father was one of them, who had a custom that on the service, after the afternoon service, after the mental prayer, he would recite this Psalm as part of fulfilling what the Rebbe is asking for. Now we're going to the third and final part of this essay, where the Rebbe goes into another which is that unfortunately, if someone sins, they need to rectify it, they need to cleanse themselves, they need to come closer to God. And there are many, many fasts that's written in various classical works for we need to do based on the sin. But nowadays we're very weak, and it's hard for us to fast properly. So previously in Sanya, when the Rebbe discussed this, he spoke about the idea of redeeming fast with charity. Here, the Rebbe goes into a different concept, which is observing the fast properly, because it says, that whoever observed the Sabbath according to its laws is forgiven for all sins. The Bible says, what do we take from this? First of all, you've got to learn the laws. There's lots and lots of laws governing the Sabbath. And to observe the Sabbath properly, you need to know lots and lots of laws. But think of the reward: You forgive for all your sins, that's, that's very worthwhile. And now, from this global concept of observing the Sabbath, which contains numerous laws, the Bible hones in on one idea. Be careful on the Sabbath not to indulge in idle chatter not to speak about mundane things. Now, why? Let so that explains. There are two elements we need in keeping the Sabbath. There are two commandments. One says to remember the Sabbath, and one says to observe the Sabbath. Now, every commandment has the external dimension and the inner dimension. The external aspect is like the physical act required, and the inner dimension is like the spirituality of the commandment is also required, like almost as you would say the body and the soul. So for the commandment to remember the Sabbath, the body of that, the external act, is there are certain things we have to do to honor the Sabbath, like Yiddish, like havdalah. These are ways we remember the Sabbath. The inner dimension of that act is focused, is intent in our prayer and study on the Sabbath because the whole idea of the Sabbath is connect to God. During the whole week, you're so busy with life. A lot of mundane physical details of life. But on the Sabbath, all that stuff. So what are you supposed to do? Getting more hours of sleep? You're supposed to connect to God. You're supposed to take all that time and energy and focus on God. So on the external way of remembering the Sabbath, you're making the kids, making the Abdullah. In the inner way, you're focusing your mind and your heart when you pray and study to connect to God, the whole idea of the Sabbath. Then there's another commandment. The other commandment is to observe the Sabbath. The external dimension of observing the Sabbath is to cease from many, many, many physical activities just as God ceased from creation. Sabbath commemorates that God created heaven and earth the fifth he created on the Sabbath himself. So just as he stopped creating, I have to stop many, 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 many physical activities mirroring his ceasing creation. What is the inner dimension of observing the Sabbath? cease from mundane talk. Why? Because God created the world with speech. So just as God ceased from his creative, mundane, so to speak, speech causing creation, I too had to cease from mundane talk and spoke about things that are not pertinent to the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath in its inner dimension. And this is the final idea of Tanya, which I guess for us, we can take this very personally and to heart because we know everything follows a conclusion. So the final conclusion of this year-long work that we've been studying is watch what you say and cease from those words that are not appropriate. On the Sabbath, it's not appropriate to talk about certain things the Sabbath. We could probably globalize this to our entire life and understand this is the final idea, Tanya. What do I let out of my lips? What words am I saying? Are they appropriate? Are they mirroring the words God would, is saying now and would want me to say? Or do I need to practice this idea and cease from those words that would not be as per my godly purpose and intent in this world? I should be blessed with a good year, a new year in the study of Hasidus and in the fulfillment of all of the ways of Hasidus.